Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. That whenever, wherever you happen to be, that you are A, still living because the end of the world didn't actually happen. <laughs> and, I mean, according to my calculations, we have eight minutes left to live. <laughs> And in about nine minutes, we will confirm that that indeed was not true. (laughs) And I hope that whenever and wherever you happen to be, as well, that you are able to look at all the differences, problems, concerns, and petty annoyances of not only yourself, but all the people around you. You're able to look at these things with a higher vision, a loftier perspective, that you're able to rise above and see the cosmic dance, the cosmic stage on which we are all merely players. I hope that you're able to Look at the cosmic joke of it all. (laughs) Because we aren't really what we think we are. We're not truly experiencing what we think we're experiencing. Even though we're definitely experiencing something. But we're not experiencing everything of what we are all at once. What I mean by that is we could be living thousands of parallel lives on planet Earth and at the same time a part of our spirit might be living on planet Alderaan. Another part of our spirit might be in the Andromeda galaxy. Another part of our spirit might be in Arcturus or Sirius or Orion. We might be living all over the damn universe and all we can think about is, oh damn, I got a paper cut. This really sucks. (laughs) I mean, the petty day-to-day annoyances, you know, to quote, one of my favorite lines from a movie the, the, the daily things that we go through honestly does not amount to a hill of beans in this crazy cruel world it really doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't really make a difference 
when you come right down to it, when you think about it. Some of the bigger events of our life, yeah, that means a little bit more. But does it really matter? It matters, but doesn't matter. You know, like, it, yes, it matters. Of course it matters. And and I feel like, you know, all the events and everything that leads up to who we are today, all the things that came before, it all matters because that's what created who we are now. And if we don't like what we see when we look in the mirror, if we don't like what we feel when we look into our hearts, if we don't like what we think when we look into our minds, and we can't really see our spirituality for the muddy waters of our soul, then we got to change a few things. Do some shadow self-work and go deep diving to figure out what it is we need to change so that we can become the people we wish to become. But when you look at your day-to-day life, it's like, it's so comical when you look back on it. My uh, husband um, that I was married to for 13 years, and he, you know, passed 10 years ago. You know, God rest his soul. He's the father of my kids. He had a dog that he absolutely loved, uh, Roy. Roy was an Australian shepherd. Really smart, really incredible, sweet dog. But... Roy had a really strange, wicked sense of humor that we didn't notice because no one thought that dogs had a sense of humor in our household until we realized what had been happening. (laughs) And uh, every time my husband would go outside, when it was raining and muddy on this one little hill, Roy would try to trip my husband and try to push him. And he would get really angry. He'd come in going, I don't know what's up with Roy, but he's just, you know, he's out of control. Like, he's never like this. And one day, Roy finally managed to push him, and he fell. And he slipped down the hill. And he slid (laughs) quite a ways and got covered in mud. And Roy was smiling so big and hopping around and going in circles and doing this weird little doggy dance. And it was only then that he realized, my husband realized, the dog has a sense of humor. And he was trying to do something funny. <laughs> now, at the time, he was absolutely angry. He was just like, oh, if I get my hands on you, I, you, to the moon, Alice, you know. He had the to the moon Alice moment with Roy. <laughs> And then when he, um, when he uh, came back in the house and he <laughs> got out of his muddy clothes and he washed his clothes and he took a shower. I mean, he was covered in mud. And he came back downstairs and he goes, you know what? I think the dog is teasing me. <laughs> I think the dog has a sense of humor and I should have gotten so angry He was trying to play with me and looking back now I'm able to see it from a different perspective from a higher spiritual perspective and he was teasing me he was laughing at me 
because for him that was a part of play he was playing with me and it was innocent it wasn't trying to knock you over to see if I could take you old man <laughs> it was more of a ha ha got you <laughs> your turn now you know and we have all these crazy moments where we're just so angry and so upset and just we come unglued at the weirdest things the latest buzzword in the new age community is well I'm sorry my post triggered you (laughs) if this post triggers you you're meant to hear it you know if you react to something I don't think it means you're triggered you know like where you're going to go off and haul off and grab your guns and your gear and head on down to the local post office and kill everybody in sight I mean when I hear the word triggered that's what I think I have weird associations maybe, but I I associate the word triggered with going postal. (laughs) And and I feel like, you know, it's, yeah, everyone has reactions to everything. It's called interactions and human interactions as part of the drama that we play as humans on the stage of life. And I don't mean drama as in, eh, your life is so drama. I mean, just, you know, normal stuff. Eating a slice of chocolate cake is a part of the drama that is our life, you know. Rescuing a moth. Being gentle and tender with the moth that snuck into your house. And allowing it to live and releasing it back to the wild from whence it came. That's a part of the drama of life. When you consider what a movie is, you know, if you get, if you watch a drama movie, it's not like constantly telenovela moments, right? But the drama of life is so mundane. Like 85% of the time it's mundane. I'd say 5% of the time, sometimes 10% of the time, it's absolutely downright freaking tragic. And 5% of the time, it's actually super pleasant and enjoyable and over-the-top amazing, romantic, exciting, thrilling, adventurous. It's not that much at the time. Most of the time, 80% of the time is just downtime. Even when you're on a vacation or a trip, most of the time you're trying to obtain money use the money to buy food, eating food, using money to buy time in a hotel or a hostel, and sleeping in said hostel or hotel. Most of your time is really downtime. You know, it's kind of strange when you think about it. Even when you're in the middle of the most exciting, you know, even when you're at Disneyland. I love Disneyland. I miss it. I want to go back. <laughs> Even when you go to Disneyland, though, think about it. You're standing in line, I mean, like 85% of the time. It's just, it's normal stuff. But all of it is a drama of life. You know, when you're a kid, 85% of your time is boring. 
you know, you're in school or you're at home asleep or eating or doing chores or 85% of life I think is boring the mundane stuff we're still learning we're still growing we're still moving forward usually planning out the week planning out the meal planning out the diet planning out the schedule writing your life goal I mean it's, it's kind of boring mundane stuff but it's still called the drama of life. So when I say drama of life, I don't mean, you know, you know, the pulling, pulling of the hair and cat clawing each other and falling into a big cake like on Dynasty. There's always like moments like that and almost every episode is hilarious. It's hilarious because it's kind of over the top and it's kind of making fun of the 80s from where this <coughs> originated from. <clears throat> You know, I mean, no one really truly acts like that. I mean, I've never, I mean, I'm 51 years old, never witnessed somebody fall into a cake. (laughs) You might say, I don't know what I'm missing, or maybe, you know, (laughs) I mean, maybe it's realistic and I just haven't experienced it, or I think it's probably not realistic at all. Not only that, I've never seen a hot woman jump out of a cake either. Does that even happen? Is that a thing? I'm sure. Maybe at USO shows in the 1940s. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> I mean, I've never, I, I've never seen it in real life. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen, but you know. <laughs> but I, I've been observing uh, for a few days now. My neighbor in, invited me to. A group chat and I'm living in this gated community and in this group chat I'm watching the drama unfold of everyday mundane life and it was getting it was starting to get funny then it got funnier then it got hysterically funny and I just sat here and I'm laughing my ass off because oh my god it's just, it's just, it's like a telenovela over here sometimes. You know, and, and at first it was like, who hasn't paid their $10 for the month? We need a security guard. And that $10 that everybody pays goes to feed the security guard. It's his bread and butter. It's his money. And we haven't had a security guard for a couple of months because not enough people pay their $10. And also because of coronavirus, right? So it was a couple different reasons. You know, but it's not fair because the guard needs to eat and he needs to have a job and he needs to take care of his family, obviously. But so that was like one of the dramas, like, you know, come on. And so all the neighbors are like, well, I paid, but I think the people who didn't pay need to pay. Then the next person's like, I think that they need to pay because we have children and we need to consider our safety, you know, we have safety concerns. And the next person, yeah, we're a community. We, we need to take care of each other. And that includes paying your fair share. And then it like escalates. Yeah. People don't pay their fair share. They're not being fair to the rest of us. And then the next person, we need to publish the names 
publicly to humiliate the people who didn't pay their $10. And then the next person's like, yeah, we demand a list of names. And the next person's like, tomorrow morning, we're going to publish a list of the names of all the people who haven't paid their $10. And it just like escalated. I was laughing my ass off. Of course, this is all in Spanish. So half the time I'm getting it, half the time I'm having it you know, cut and paste, (laughs) mundane part of the world, right, cut, paste, pop it into the Spanish to English translation on Google, and then reading the translation, and like half the time, the translation is just totally bogus, it's not, it still is like totally nonsensical, and then I'm laughing my butt off for that, and then the next person finally, you know, said, she's the president's wife, and she said, well, we can't publish the names on here, because not everybody in the community is on the group chat. <laughs> so it won't work. It was like, that's how she's getting out of it. Because, I mean, that's like ridiculous. Everybody here knows they have to pay the $10. Everybody here knows if they've paid or not paid. And everybody here knows that a lot of people haven't had work in two months. You know, but you couldn't say that because she's the president's wife and the president of the community. <laughs> and he collects the money and then pays the security guard when the security guard's working. So <laughs> and we have a gate, you know, and basically it's convenient to have a security guard there for obviously safety. And he's got a gun, I think. So just in case. But the other thing is... um he lets people in the gate instead of us having to go out of our houses and walk down to the gate and clicking our little, it's like a little, um, it's like a miniature garage door opener like device and it's an electronic gate and you push the tiny little button. It's like the size of an Eberhard Faber pink eraser <laughs> that we all used in grade school. It's like really tiny. You push a little button and then the gate is like, and it opens, you know. It's pretty damn cool, actually. But usually the security guard's only really opening the gate for people, you know, for that are making deliveries. That's like pretty much the big gist of the thing. But, but hey, you know, it's a living and people should pay. So, so I'm like watching this drama unfold. So that's like one of them. And then, then another drama was, um, now we have another bill to pay. It's $58 every six months. It's normally 71 but the government subsidizes part of it. But this is for the municipality. It's for the people to come and mow the lawn and sweep the sidewalks and pick up the trash in the yard and take care of the basic stuff that the rest of us don't really feel like freaking doing, you know. It's worth it. It's less than $10 a month. Like, oh, hell yeah. These people are working their butts off. It's worth it, right? So everyone's all up in arms. I don't want to pay that. (laughs) And then a few people are like, well, you have to pay that. And then escalate it a little bit. Um, Not as bad as the other one. The other one's only, you know, it's like because it's a guard, you know. But... So, like, all these weird dramas have been unfolding for a few days, and I'm watching it, and I'm just laughing. 
But the biggest and most hysterical drama that I loved the most was... Okay, so... We know the trash people are coming today. But that doesn't mean you have the right to leave your trash on the ground on the corner. And then the next person's like, yeah, who would do that? That's really dirty. The next person, we live in a community. This is a society. And we have to take care to not leave the garbage in in a place where it's unsightly. (laughs) Then the next person, yeah, dirt, you know, the garbage is dirty. And we have children to think about. And then the next person, the dogs are getting into the trash. And then the next, and then it escalated. The dogs are getting in the trash, and trash is everywhere. And then it escalated. The dogs can contain diseases because they've gotten into the trash, and it's everywhere. And now the dogs are dirty. And then the next one, the dogs can be very unhealthy to pet, you know, and it's not good for our children if they're going to pet it. Then the next person, well, someone better take care of their dogs. Then the next person, People are really irresponsible when they don't take care of their pets. They're not thinking of the rest of us. (laughs) And it's like escalating, escalating, escalating to the point of, you need to take care of your dogs or else the trash is a... You know, the trash is everywhere. Who's going to clean this up? Who's going to pay to clean this up? And the dogs are dirty and the trash is dirty and there's diseases everywhere. And in the middle of the pandemic and... And then, all, then, like, after, like, an hour, it went dark for, like, almost two hours. And all of a sudden, this lady said, I'm absolutely and utterly in shock. I, I left for the day because I had an emergency in Azogues, which is, like, the nearby city. And when I came back, there was a red car that was parked. And I couldn't get my car around that car. And I noticed that the men who come to pick up the trash also couldn't get to that block. And because they couldn't get to that block, they couldn't get to that trash that had been left out, you know, like minutes before they came. And this person in a red car, (laughs) they're calling out the one person who literally created all this drama and chaos. And they said... Well, if that one person had bothered to drive 30 extra feet, we would never have been in this conversation or this mess. I mean, I'm reading this and I am laughing my ass off. Like, if I turn this dialogue into a comedy and it's like a sitcom, like a telenovela sitcom, people would love it because it is freaking hilarious, right? Because, you know, it went escalate and escalated, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, everyone had been typing, and all of a sudden, there's a voice message. And I, t- and I touched the voice message, and this man named Hugo, he's saying, um, I don't mean to be a bother, neighbors, but I wanted to let you know that the dogs that have been eating the trash have have started to attack the people who went out to clean up the trash. So, so like people like had like started to call out people. Well, you didn't go out to clean it, 
And so then people felt guilty and guilty. They were guilted into cleaning the trash. And when they went to clean the trash, <laughs> the dogs started attacking them, snarling and barking. <laughs> and like now the now the dogs are attacking the people <laughs> because they're defending their trash. What they think is their trash, they think it was left out for them. Now they're defending. <laughs> I mean, people were, and then they're like, people, take care of your dogs. And then all of a sudden someone's like put a, an emoji that's looking down at the sad face going, the dogs that are in the trash are the homeless dogs that are a part of the community, but they're not owned by anybody. They're literally nobody's responsibility, but they're into the trash because somebody left it out. <laughs> but it's like this massive drama and it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, and then, and then like, it, it just goes dark. It goes dark for a couple hours and then, it, and then people start up again with something new. But I've noticed that the drama and the way that the drama is unfolding and it's hilarious because what did I say in my last episode about like literally because of the series, the dog star and all the astrology and the way things are this coming weekend, which is on Father's Day, on Sunday, is going to have, people will have a greater chance of dog attacks than normal. And I'm like, oh my God, they better move the damn trash by then. <laughs> it will be downright dangerous around here. But I don't know why, but I've been enjoying the just the daily drama that unfolds in this little group chat. It's like the people are really sweet and they're very like polite with each other. But at the same time, they're like, we have to be responsible. And, you know, it's like everyone's kind of shaming each other, but they're trying to be sweet about it. <laughs> but it's been, I mean, it's like hilarious. Now the dogs are attacking the people, picking up the trash. <laughs> and I don't know why I think it's hilarious. I mean, it's in Spanish. The whole group chat's in Spanish. And I hear him like, you know, um, Arita, los perritos son ataquen los humanos. <laughs> I mean, it, just the words were hilarious. And the way he's sing songy, the Spanish here is very, um, it's almost like a song. It's really beautiful. It's just like sweet and very light and la 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 la. But then what he's saying is like really kind of strong, right? Oh God, it was just. And my son and I are like, in 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 the midst of all of this crazy drama, my son's like, I have ice creams for sale. (laughs) They're a dollar. They're nice and and fresh and cold. (laughs) He's like taking pictures of it in the sun, taking pictures under different lighting. And then, and then later in the day, he finished his sauces. He's like, I have ahi for sale. (laughs) It's like, we're trying to sell stuff to make money. We're trying to figure out what are we going to do for money? You know, um, what are we going to do? How are we going to, you know, a couple months from now, we won't have an income. So we're scrambling. We're in the middle of scrambling and hustling, and that's our drama. And everyone else is like, the dogs are eating the trash, you know. And and um, 
the dogs are wolf dogs that don't really they weren't on that block they weren't the ones doing the trash problem and today people kept knocking on the door and every time I opened the door the dogs the wolf dogs would run in and they would flop down and lay on the on the floor or they would um, run out in the backyard and I'm like what are you guys doing in the backyard that's weird and all of a sudden um, one of the dogs Blackie she runs out she has a big hunk of a coconut my my son had bought a coconut and with our machete he cut the coconut open to get to the coconut milk and like the other pieces he hadn't swept up yet so she's thinking she's pulling one off her tail's all foo-foo flying around and she's had a big smile on her face so she's running past me as fast as she could to sneak this piece of coconut away because she liked the flavor and she wanted to chew on the husk and the husk of a coconut if you don't know it's it's really hard but it's kind of foamy like it's kind of um you could bite into it and it kind of is squishy it's hard but then the middle is like kind of squishy and it has like these strings so I'm thinking maybe it's like I don't know natural dental floss for dogs (laughs) but um so that was hysterical and then and then later the other dog ran in the back and found a meat wrapper my son had bought some meat earlier and would barbecued and he hadn't cleaned up the trash yet it was on the table so his dog snuck past with <laughs> he snuck past um goatee the lady who owns this um, house she came over and was hanging out with us for a few minutes she had to drop us off some paperwork and i had paperwork for her you know the bill for sixty dollars and so um so we're kind of conversating about a few things and and here's this this dog runs by the big thing wad of trash in his mouth and she grabs him and he starts barking like growling at her like hey don't you touch my don't you dare touch my plastic with meat juice on it you know it was like it was almost like a continuation of the drama of the dogs attacking the people because they're attacking the trash i'm like oh my god with these crazy dogs and the dog star serious man that's really affecting all of us anyway so i hope that wherever you are whenever you are when you're listening to this that you're able to look at the great big picture and you see the drama we're all going under or undergoing and and just laugh at it it's hysterically funny when you think about it you know if it's not going to matter in five minutes if it's not going to matter in five years if it's not going to matter in a hundred years then don't even worry about it right don't even sweat it someone cut you off in traffic is that the story you're going to tell your grandchildren when you're 100 probably freaking not you know it's kind of it's just a funny weird thing that happens just laugh at it you know maybe you cut somebody off in mid-sentence earlier that day maybe that's your karma someone cut you off in traffic because you you know wouldn't let someone speak maybe you know maybe there's a reason you look at that and you're like oh yeah oh man snap I wasn't very nice earlier now someone's not being nice to me ha huh. oh yeah I got caught <laughs> you know the whole world is um, learning moments teaching moments 
it's drama. But it's usually just the mundane drama. The mundane sort. It's just like, eh. Earlier today, my, um, <clears throat> my son saw a black spot on the wall. He's like, what, what the hell is that? I'm like, I don't know. What is that? He's like, I think it's a bug of some sort. I'm like, oh my God. Can you see what it is? We couldn't quite make it out. It's this really dark black bug. And it looked like a hole in the wall. It was very odd looking. And, and he's like, he came a little closer to me. He's like, oh my God, it has so many legs. He's like, I don't even know what the frick that is, you know? And like, um, and I went from light worker, full of love and light, peace and beauty and joy and to bitch in 1.3 seconds, murderous raving bitch. I'm like, kill it, kill it now. That fucker's not allowed to be in my house. <laughs> get that thing, kill it, get that thing out of here. What the hell is that? My son approached it and it, I mean, that thing could move like a mother. It went so fast. We're like, what the hell is that? My son's like, I think it's poisonous. <laughs> It's fast, it's poisonous, it's covered all these hairy legs, and it was so freaking big, and we were so freaking out, I was freaking out, I'm like, kill it, kill it, <laughs> like, I'm over here trying to be a light worker and shit, no, I'm a badass warrior, but terrified of, of a weird ass bug, like, and I pointed out, I'm like, you're not allowed in my house, you're gonna die, <laughs> And then Al's my son's killing it. I'm like, better luck in your next life. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. And you'll have these moments where I'm like, behave as, as if all life matters. And then I have other moments where I'm like, kill it, die, 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 fucker. <laughs> and I just laugh at myself because this is the way God made me, right? And I've been through a lot of shite in my life, you know, and I just don't put up with some BS. I just, some my, some things all kind of, all right, we'll roll that one over to the next day, <laughs> see how I feel tomorrow. And other times I'm just like, no, no, get out, <laughs> you know, and it's, <laughs> it's just one of those moments. My son's like laughing his ass off trying to kill this bug and try not to feel bad because I mean this thing might be poisonous you know it might actually there are bugs that exist that if they they bite you you're dead within the next five minutes and we don't know we live in a country that has more bugs more insect species than any other country on the flipping planet I'm not going to take a freaking chance with my life or with my son's life because I don't know what something is. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh my God. You know, if it's something we understand, then, you know, we let it go. There's a couple really teeny tiny spiders living in my bathroom and they're super adorable. They're really itty bitty. They're like smaller than the end of a pencil eraser. They're super tiny. And they're so cute. They kind of look like they're waving their little legs at me, you know. And I'm like, hi, you know. 
okay I hope you enjoy eating whatever minuscule bugs that I can't see with my eyes <laughs> but if I see a silverfish you're dying motherfucker I'm putting you I'm putting you down now down the damn drain I mean it's just I'm super prejudiced against some bugs and not other bugs it's like maybe this is a problem maybe I'm an insectist <laughs> I'm a buggist. <laughs> no one's ever going to march for buggism, you know. It's like <laughs> racism, yeah, we care about that. Buggism, no. A lot of us just relate, you know. You see a mosquito, that thing is dead. <laughs> you see a butterfly, you're like, ooh, how pretty. <laughs> I mean, it's like we're constantly, the universe is constantly pointing out to us our shortcomings and our hypocrisy. (laughs) We are all hypocrites. We all are freaking hypocrites. Every last one of us. You know, we can't all be love and light all the time. So you have to love and accept your shadow side, your darker self, like the darker parts of who you are. And you got to love your light and beauty parts of who you are as well. And you have to accept the drama for what it is. And you have to see it with a loftier perspective. Like, well, everything lives and dies. And sometimes today is your damn day. Uh, you know, today it is. <laughs> you know, like there's an old saying, and I think it was Chief Joseph, but I can't remember now which chief it was, but he said, Today is a good day to die. <laughs> well, because every day is a good day to die. Especially when you have a healthy perspective of where you're going. You're going to go to that happy hunting ground in the sky or. Valhalla. <laughs> Take the river sticks to the underworld. Heaven, the other side, whatever you want to call it. You know, every um, everyone has a different idea of what that's going to look like, but, you know, hey, <laughs> it's a lot less stressful, that's for damn sure. It's probably less mundane. I've been feeling a lot of crazy um, time anomalies. Like I had, I, I literally felt like I lived several days. Like I left my body. And this is the thing, you know, this is the thing I want to mention today because I saw a post and someone said this, a light worker who's really interested in the energies and very much in tune with what's going on. And she said, This is super powerful. You have to understand. The energies have been so strong that they've been slamming into the planet that they could literally knock you out of your body. And I was like, holy damn, that's what happened to me. That explains it. I mean, I felt like I was just like, and my body just fell over and I left. And I woke up maybe like 30 minutes later and I had already lived like several days in another body somewhere else on my lake in Minnesota, which is weird, where I'm a widow without children and I'm older. It's very weird. 
like older than I am now. And and then um and then I fell right back asleep again. I don't know where the hell I went that time. And I think I went to another planet where people look like people, but they're a little different. You know, like taller or you know, body shaped a slightly like like a waist or a little bit longer or something. I don't know. Very weird. Yeah, but I, I'm sure that it was those cosmic energies that just knocked me the frick out of my body. Like I was just gone by, knocked me over. Maybe that's what we're, what's happening to us when we have those cosmic naps where you cannot, it's not like you're just getting a little tired and now you're going to go consciously to your bedroom and lay down and get under the covers and put on your pajamas, brush your teeth. It's like you're sitting there one minute and everything's fine. And a minute later, you're damn asleep. You don't even know you're asleep. You wake up on the couch four hours later, like, or eight hours later, and you're like, what the hell happened? I think I was just abducted. <laughs> what happened? I think that these energies are so strong, they're knocking us out of our body. This lady who said this on Instagram today, I think she's right. That must be what happened to me yesterday. I asked my higher guidance. I was not, I literally went and I lived somewhere else for a while. <laughs> And then I came back and I'm like, ooh, I better make my show 12 hours late, but better late than never. <laughs> but then some good things are happening too. I mean, I manifested the internet being, uh, being installed today. And another thing is I've been, I've been wanting, um, fresh milk, like, directly from the cows fresh milk I've been hearing cows across the river my gosh people are lucky over there you know their chickens lay eggs every day they get fresh eggs they get fresh milk they're probably growing their own foods or getting fresh food I want to grow my own food and I've been thinking that I want to grow my own food I want to have fresh milk I want everything fresh now we do get fresh eggs you know, they're probably a day old when we get them. There are people come around, they'll they'll sell like 36 eggs for $3. It's like the best deal. The best deal. Less than 10 cents an egg. And um, they're brown eggs. They're really nice. They're the brown eggs with little um, brown sprinkles, like, or sprinkles on, or freckles on them. You know, real brown spots. They're really cute. And there's a specific chicken, you know, like the different colored eggs are from different kinds of chickens. When I was a kid, I remember seeing chickens that laid green eggs. And I saw another chicken laid like kind of a slightly blue. Another one had like a little bit of an orange or yellow egg. Um, like the outer shell are different colors depending on the species of bird, which is very interesting. You know, like robins, they, they lay um, a little blue eggs kind of a blue turquoise, one of my favorite colors, robin egg blue, but, um, what happened, uh, so the neighbor came by two days ago and brought my son a clipping from his tomato plant and four tomatoes, he said, these are really good tomatoes, you're going to want your own plant, here's your clipping, and taught him how to plant it. And then today, my son got a hold of garlic plants. He's like, Mom, I'm going to grow my own garlic. 
and then someone gave him something else. Now he's growing. I don't even know what the other thing is. Ginger. Yeah, tonight he's like, I'm going to grow ginger. And because he's making ginger bug all the time uh, to make our own ginger beer. And we learned today the difference between how to make it like a natural soda that's naturally probiotic and effervescent versus how to make it as actual alcoholic beer. Stuff is interesting. Fermentation is really interesting. So we're like thinking about all the um, ways we're... So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we've been thinking about growing food. All of a sudden, boom. My son has like three or four plants in the backyard growing right now that he just started in the last 24 hours. And early in the morning, right when our internet was being installed, this man in a truck randomly comes up. He's a farmer. And he stops right in front of our house and he asks my son, do you want some fresh milk? And my son's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I've got this fresh milk. I just... I just got it from my cow. It's fresh. And he hands my son this huge plastic bag of milk. Like a plastic bag that he had to tie off at the top. And he handed it to my son. And it was for a dollar. And my son weighed it. It was more than a liter of milk for a dollar. Fresh from the cow, like from an hour before. And it's got a yellow color to it. I told my son, I know that I've read up on this stuff. And, and I said, when the milk is slightly yellow like that, it has more vitamin A because the cows have gotten into the clover. And when they're eating clovers, um, that makes it yellow, more yellow. And when it's more white, that's when they're eating hay and grass. And um, I mean, when you buy milk, like in the United States in the store and it's super, super white. It's that color because it's freaking bleached. It's not like with Clorox, but they put agents in it to make it like bleached. Things like titanium. It's really weird. The milk should be like a very pale um, vanilla cream color naturally from the cows. But this was like whole milk with the cream in it. And it's not pasteurized. It's literally directly from the cow. And we're just like, this is incredible. And and the neighbor had given us this really beautiful bottle that has um, all these beautiful markings, like flowers and stuff on it. And my son cleaned it, and he was going to use it for ginger beer or something. He wasn't sure yet. And then the milk showed up today, and it fits in the bottle. And we had just a little bit left over. And... Um, it's perfect, and I, I have some aluminum foil. I put a little aluminum foil top on it. So it's like such a sweet thing. Such a sweet thing. So everything that we thought about that we wanted is literally coming to our doorstep now. I better start thinking about my twin showing up. I have been, actually. I, I have um, 10 or 15 cabinets in my room absolutely open ready for my twin flame to show up to put all this stuff <laughs> if he wants to live with me or stay with me or hang out or visit plan our life together whatever you know like I've been visualizing all of that you know and I, I'm telling you guys I, I'm telling you this because I want you to visualize your world your life exactly the way you want it 
because this is the magical time, the prime optimum moment for you to create the world you want. Rise above the drama of life, laugh at it, laugh it off. Be grateful for all of it, all the teaching moments and create that life that you want. All right, guys, I'm going to get into, i got to get into, I'm looking at the time going, ooh, ooh boy, i got to get into this uh, spaceweather.com. We're at 3.13.9, 313.9 kilometers per second is a solar wind speed. We are blank, no sunspots. Three days now without a sunspot. Um, let's see. But it says the solar minimum is not over yet, according to spaceweather.com. Solar cycle 25 is showing signs of life. In the past month, it has produced the strongest solar flare in years. There was an M1 class flare and a sunspot that lasted for two whole weeks. Of course, that's AR2765. Now the sun is blank and quiet again. This is a sign that while the solar minimum may be loosening its grip, it isn't over yet. So that's true. And so, you know, even though there's signs of life, the solar minimum, it's still, I mean, three days without a sunspot, it's a little minimum now. Since this morning, <laughs> I would usually say since yesterday, since this morning, the Ulu. Finland University reports have come through and the neutron counts are a little bit lower than they were earlier. They are at 9.7 of the space age average. It says 0% change, but I think it was a little bit higher this morning. So, all right, um, let's see what else. Still with the 13 fireballs, this is a wild page. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you need to see this picture spaceweather.com if you're interested in this um usually there's like if there's nine fireballs it's like they're kind of coming in an orderly fashion from maybe two directions and i'm looking at this and it's like one two three four five six seven eight i mean it's almost like 13 different directions it's not orderly it's like completely in total chaos it's very odd. So 13 fireballs, and they're all sporadic. If you are interested in buying your dad a really kick-ass gift, there's a picture of a hammer <laughs> that they are sending. The students of Earth are sending their sky calculus launch. They launch a helium balloon into the stratosphere to measure cosmic radiation. And they have the Earth to Sky store. And they put the items on this cosmic radiation balloon, or I mean the cosmic balloon to measure the radiation. And they put the items on the balloon and and then they take a picture of it when it's in the upper atmosphere with Earth in the background. So you could get these objects and you can get the, um, you know, picture of it being in the upper atmosphere. It's pretty damn cool. If you're interested in science at all, it's just really cool. And pleasure helping out the project. It's kind of helping the whole earth. So, you know, these are scientists, but they're students of science. Anyway, this Father's Day gift um, says, From the edge of space. And it has a picture of a hammer in space. And it says, um, 
there's a 10% off coupon code, and this is the code. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Oh my god, they're so much nerds. They're just like me. I love it. Alright, so um I think that's all uh that she wrote as far as what I go over. Spaceweather.com. Now the Schumann Residence, according to Disclosure News IT today, is 23. 23 hertz frequency on the Schumann Residence scale. So, kind of low, but yesterday it was 40 for a while and then went down to like 7 and then went, but really almost flatlining in Italy, which is odd. It's very odd that it does this. I don't know why. Anyway, so what's going on? Uh, not today, but rather according to heartmath.org. What's going on on Tuesday now? This is like two days ago. Um, this is where we're at. At the 2300 hour, practically Wednesday, on the 16th of June, on Tuesday, uh, California was at 105 hertz frequency. Popoop Saudi Arabia was at 93 hertz frequency. Lithuania was at 256 hertz frequency. I wanted to point out on June 12th, they were at 553. I don't know if I was able to report that or not. So I think maybe I didn't. 553 hertz frequency on the Schumann Resonance Scale. That's huge. Absolutely huge. And it makes you almost laugh at the number in Italy. 23, what's that? It's like nothing. It's not like they can help it. They can't. They're just taking a measurement. They're scientists. They're showing what the reality is there. And that's what it is. But I mean, in Lithuania, it's been really kicking off. So anyway, to, uh, so on the Tuesday, it was 256 there. In Alberta, Canada, they were seeing 159 hertz frequency. In Northland, New Zealand, they were at 48 hertz frequency. And in Hulului, South Africa, they were at 165 hertz frequency. And again, this is the Schumann Resonance News. Alright, so where are we at? We are going to read now the lesson in a course in miracles we have 365 lessons that we're reading now I'm not reading everything there's like sometimes between the lessons there'll be a page or two to read and that's up to you to read it if you want to but in the meantime we're taking the lessons if you've already done the course of miracles years ago this is a refresher if you've never heard of it before this might be helping you in some ways If you grew up Christian, this will help you unravel some of the more erroneous ideas that the religion has put into your mind because God is fully and wholly apart from religion. I know that sounds weird, but it's the truth. Religions were built up to explain God as opposed to people going inward and meditating and knowing God. Not talking to God in the form of please, 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 will you bless me, blah, 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 forgive me, blah, 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 you know, the normal prayers, but literally having a conversation where you ask a question and you sit in silence and the answer comes because God actually speaks to you. You 
know, and that's outside of religion. Most religions assume that you can't know God. They don't want you to know God because then you stop going to church. You stop believing in the same way and you stop being part of the church community. Because why? It's a bunch of ignorant fools that don't know what's, what the reality of God is usually. Although I have met people that do go to church, they do speak with God and God speaks back to them. They go, oh yeah, it's a still small voice inside your heart. You have to meditate and pray and listen. Not everyone knows it, but some people do. You know, they still go to church for the community of it, but they don't, you know, talk about their experiences unless someone brings it up or asks and they go like, oh yeah, sure. Sure, this of course this is happening. That's what is supposed to happen when you have an actual relationship with God versus, you know, a worshiping mentality. You know, you either want to worship or you want a relationship. That's the way it is. And, of course, same thing with God as if you don't like the idea of God. <laughs> idea, that's what my husband used to say. It's a funny word. It's like there's no R at the end. Why do you say idea? That's ridiculous. All right, so what we're on today, guys, lesson 315, that means we have 50 days left, less than two months worth of lessons, 50 days, so that's going to be about, yeah, about two and a half months for this show, because I do take Saturday and Sunday off, anyway, here it is, lesson 315 is this, all gifts my brothers give belong to me, all gifts my brothers give belong to me each day a thousand treasures come to me with every passing moment I am blessed with gifts throughout the day in value far beyond all things of which I can conceive a brother smiles upon another and my heart is gladdened Someone speaks a word of gratitude or mercy, and my mind receives this gift and takes it as its own. And everyone who finds the way to God becomes my Savior, pointing out the way to me and giving me his certainty that what he learned is surely mine as well. I thank you, Father, for the many gifts that come to me today and every day from every son of God. My brothers are unlimited in all their gifts to me. Now may I offer them my thankfulness, that gratitude to them may lead me on to my creator and his memory. All gifts my brothers give belong to me. Again, that is lesson 315 in A Course in Miracles. You can access this website for yourself at acim.org, which is the Foundation for Inner Peace website, or you can just go download an ACIM app. Just look up ACIM or A Course in Miracles on your Play Store and you will definitely find a whole bunch of them. Just pick and choose your favorite color and bada boom, bada bing, 
you got the lessons on the go for a quick fix spiritually if you need it. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I will be channeling tonight Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command and the Palladian Light Forces. I want to hear what he has to say. So stick around. I'll be right back after this quick message. I am here with Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command. He is the commander of the Palladian Light Forces that are surrounding our solar system and planet at the time of this recording. And many people around the world have seen their light ships. They have several different kinds. I think six different kinds. And, um... So you can't just see one and go, well, that's not what I saw in other videos. Because you know what? Chances are it might be one of the other kinds of ships that they have. I've uh, taken pictures of their light ships that just have like one light, like a like the white ball. I didn't even know. I felt something was there, snapped a picture, had to analyze it for a while. And then I saw it. I was like, ooh, it's kind of far away. But, um, definitely I saw it. <laughs> I've seen a lot more Arcturian ships in the ninth dimension. And they appear to me when they want to, not that I'm in the ninth dimension. But they could come down in vibrational frequency and allow people to see them. But with the, and, and I channeled the Arcturians a couple days ago. But with the, um, with the Pleiadians, they're a lot more willing to engage with our world. In fact, they will engage with us more the more we ask them to. So I'm going to, um, be an open telepathic indirect channel for Michael Sheerhan tonight. He is my Pleiadian Ascension partner. He is helping me um, and other people. And a lot of the other Pleiadians are helping a lot of you guys if you've asked for it. If you're not a Twin Flame Incarnate or you are a Twin Flame Incarnate and you are not yet in union with your divine counterpart, then the Pleiadians have offered to help us ascend. So it's not necessary. You can ascend without your twin partner. And you can ascend without being a twin flame at all. Even though we all have twin flames. But the greater majority of us majority of us have our twins on the other side. Helping us from basically heaven. And uh, like I know I've got my twin incarnate. He's on the planet with me. But I haven't met him yet. We've been telepathing for about a year, <laughs> about nine months, I guess. And lately, every single day, we check in, even if it's for a few minutes. But um, right now, it's uh, Michael Sheerhan. He's on occasion um, helping me out. 
I think that when I hopped out of my body last Wednesday, over a week ago, and I was gone for like eight hours, it was like crazy, like super early in the evening, my son and I were just like completely cosmically napped, (laughs) you know, and the energies were so strong, it, it threw us out of our bodies, and I know that I went, I think my son did too, but I'm not sure, but I can only speak for myself, I know that I went to one of the Palladian light ships, I think I was with Michael, he says, yeah, you were, he's sitting here, he's like, yeah, you were, um, and I just, I guess they were helping me, you know, um, it's, these energies have been really freaking strong, so, anyway, without further ado, I'm going to begin the channeling, but just wanted you guys to know, I do not directly channel, that means I do not allow entities to take over my body, whether they're living or deceased, um, Michael Sheeran is living, he is living in the fifth, in the fifth dimension, I'm not the only person that he channels through, I'm not the only person he has come to, I actually met a guy here in Cuenca who uh, Michael Sheeran came to him when he had a spiritual awakening years ago and he doesn't channel him or anything but he came to him and directly talked to him in his mind he could see him and he felt him as if he was right there in the room and he didn't know who he was he just thought well, that's a weird name Ashtar I'm gonna look that up later and when he did he saw the pictures of the man he had in his mind the same person and I knew about Michael Sherhan before we started working together and before I started channeling him and I thought it was fascinating that people were channeling him I didn't know if he was real or not and then one day he automatically came to me and said I want to work through you and I'm like oh my god I didn't ask for it. I don't go chasing people for channelings. Um, that's why I told you when I did the George Floyd interview a couple weeks back, and I didn't do it with him either. The Arcturians, they approached me. The Larens, they approached me. The Andromedans, they approached me more than 20 years ago. So I've been channeling a long time. Uh, the first time I channeled was, I think, about 23 or 24 years ago. I first met my husband and his spiritual master came through me and I I allowed it I I tried to do channeling um, automatic writing when I was 18 and it worked somewhat it was my spirit channeling through me my higher self mostly and um, but I wasn't terribly good at it and it took a while to develop my spiritual senses to get to the point where I could do it and um, well now I'm here and I'm able to channel for the most part pretty clear once in a great while I won't understand a word and I'll have to use muscle testing to make sure that I get the correct wording or I will ask the person I'm channeling to rephrase what they've said so that the understanding for me as well as for you, will become crystal clear. Alright, so I'm going to take a couple uh, breaths here. I'm sitting on the couch downstairs next to my new modem, which is so exciting. (laughs) So, uh, Michael Sherhan, he's here in the room with me. I can feel him. He just touched my hand. 
He held my hand, made me feel a little bit less nervous. I always get nervous even though I know I can do this. I've been doing it for a while. I still get a little, I'm like, you know, antsy. <laughs> hope it works, hope it works this time. You know, worked all the other times, but maybe, <laughs> you know, I get a little nervous. I know it's definitely going to work this time now. Okay. to come in here and hop on the couch when I'm not here. <laughs> they like to sleep with my son in their daily afternoon naps. Ugh, I can't channel when I'm smelling that smell. <laughs> okay. They, they like to hop in the river and try to catch the fish. And sometimes they walk into our house soaking wet and smelling like fish. It's ridiculous. So, <laughs> how to move that pillow. Okay. <laughs> Note to self, bye Febreze. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hello, Michael. Share hand. I would like to begin our transmission, so I don't have questions for you. You can just go ahead and speak your message you may begin transmission now hello and greetings I am Ashtar Sherhan or as some of you know me Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command we say Ashtar it's kind of a form of rank uh, like in your armies or your military you say general like if I was in your military, you'd say General Sherhan, as well as Michael Sherhan, depending on what level or uh, rank you wish to address me as. Maybe you'd be interested in me personally as a friend. That's Michael Sherhan, and professionally, of course, it'd be General Sherhan. So I go by both, and tonight I wish to just go by the name Ashtar Sherhan for our um, talk tonight. We have information for you that is different than what we've said before. We stand by everything we said before, but tonight is different. Many of you have been a little on the nervous edge, thinking the world might be ending, and obviously, if you're hearing this transmission, this is not the case for you. <laughs> In fact, this is not the case for anybody. Sorry to say you're going to have to live with those people who are still spiritually sleeping. But they are going to get a rude spiritual awakening soon. Just watch. <laughs> we are planning on moving forward in the project of direct contact. We are very excited about this. We know that the energies are shifting and changing rapidly at this time in your world. The end of the era 
has happened, you, by the time you hear this, will be in the age of Aquarius. Your world will never be the same. From this day forward, it will keep getting more and more ethereal, more and more light, and you will feel lighter. You will feel the spaces in your cells. You're going to feel lighter, but we can't really explain it to you. It's going to have to be an experience that you well, experience on your own. We are helping all of you who ask us to. When you say, I would like my Pleiadian helper to come and help me with this transformation, we are doing our best to help you. When you are in pain, you need to ask us for help. Okay, let me stop this for a minute. Michael, I am in pain right now in my ankle, my back, <laughs> lower back, middle back, and also my neck. I would like help. Oh, guys, you know, instantly my upper back relaxed. He said, that's not a problem. He said, okay. Now I'm feeling my middle back relax. And now my lower back is relaxing, and I'm starting to feel better already. Now I'm feeling pain still, but it's already a little bit better, a little bit relieved. So, all right, you want to explain that one, Michael? <laughs> Continuing the transmission now. We have higher vibrational energies than you because we live in a different dimension than you. And we are able to immediately alleviate symptoms that you're having from the ascension as well as from sitting in a poor posture as many of you do in your world being attached to your cell phones and the like and we send higher vibrational energies we are fully trained in the art of healing we heal each other all the time and we do heal our earthly ground-bound partners we have called you in the past through other people, our ground crew. And this is how we think of a lot of you. If you've ever been a Pleiadian, even for only one lifetime, we consider you an honorary member of our galactic family. Many of you are originating in the Pleiades and we are your family coming back for you. We could and would never abandon our beloved family. If you are a star seed, we are with you because we love you. We, it's not out of obligation on our part as much as it's out of the obligation of our hearts. If this makes sense for you, if it's ringing true and you're feeling a warmth energy in your heart or hearts right now, you understand what we're talking about. We love all of you, and especially the star seeds who originated on our planet. You are the brave ones that decided to come into a 3D world. You have decided to be born into a lesser density. 
in order to help raise the density of the beings there. And that's hard because our world was once 3D and we all collectively decided to have a 5D world, but we died and when we reincarnated, we were in the 5D. Many of the people in your world are going to choose that path as well. It is an option, but a greater majority of you, in fact, you say 93%, that's very specific. Okay. He said 93% of us are actually, or 93% of you will, that are listening to this transmission will ascend physically in the bodies you're in right now. The rest of you might not be fully awake or you might not stick around for the full show. That's okay. You can come back if you like. And when you do, you will be in a fifth dimensional body. And it is a body, by the way, without pain. Now, many of you are in the fifth dimension and many of you do still feel pain. You are in the transitional phase, even though technically, yes, you are in the fifth dimension. So don't ever doubt yourself if you're feeling pain, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling hungry, if you're feeling any things that are normal for you. Some of these feelings are, they're all valid, but some of them are not real because they are memories and patterns and sequences combined in your cells, in your DNA. Usually your body knows if it's 12 o'clock, it's time to eat lunch. Some of you might not need as much sustenance or a different form, or you don't need to eat at 12 anymore. You might need to eat at nine in the morning or at three in the afternoon. Everybody's different and nobody is wrong. You are not more or less spiritual if you eat at a different time. You're no more or less spiritual if you eat a different kind of food than the people around you, regardless of whether it is an animal product or an uh, an a plant-based or mineral product. No matter what you eat, no matter what you drink, or what you don't, you are all still on the correct path. Don't allow people to bully you into thinking you're wrong or that your path is wrong and their path is right. There are still narcissists in your world. There are still people who would want you to believe that they are right so that they can get into the energy of feeding their egos as well as feeding their faces the plant-based material or the animal-based material that they believe they need at this time. Believe. That's right. Belief is a big part of this. You have to open your mind to a field of complete and total possibilities. The possibility of never eating again because you're pulling enough energy in to sustain your life or the possibility of eating 
forever the same diet you have now or the possibility that there's something in between for you. Some of you might go vegan three days a week and eat meat four days a week or vice versa. There is no wrong way. There is no right way. It's just your way. So we wish that you go the way that is the highway. (laughs) And what we mean by that is H-I-G-H, the highest vibrational pathway for your soul. Many of you are resisting the energy right now because you are afraid to leave your comfort zone of the 3D world. Many of you don't know what you'll find in the 5D. Many of you think it might just be a little bit the same or mostly the same and a little bit different. And some of you think it's going to be an ethereal world of rainbows and butterflies that are see-through and purple and filled with glitter. (laughs) We have seen how you guys are thinking. In many instances, you project your thoughts because you think it's up to you to build the fifth dimension. We're here to tell you the fifth dimension has already been built. It was built before you were thought of in your current parent's eyes (laughs) and in your godly parent. Before you, your soul was created, the fifth dimension was here. So that's another ego trap that many of you have decided to follow. Oh, I better build this building. That will look cool in the fifth dimension. Oh, I better have a road paved with gold because that'll look nice in the fifth dimension. Maybe the freeways will be see-through and clear. We see what you're thinking. We see that many of you are trying to imagine what the fifth dimension will be like. We're here to tell you it's not about what you feel outwardly and see outwardly. It's about what you feel inner, innerly <laughs> and what you experience energetically. Now, the world around you will be changing. And it might be so slowly for you that you hardly notice until one day, maybe years from now, you go, wait a minute, I remember things a little bit different. I remember when I walked by a certain piece of furniture, if I walked too fast, I stubbed my toe. There was a great deal of pain. Now I notice when I walk by that same piece of furniture, my toe does not make a connection, but my leg appears to go right through that table. And there is no pain. Hmm. That's odd. Then you'll forget it and you'll go about your day. It will become normalized to be in the fifth dimension as well it should. It is a wonderful place. You're going to enjoy it quite a bit. But we don't want you to keep worrying about the outer world of what it will look like. We don't want you to argue with other people. Many people are having many experiences at this time. And many assume that they are in this dimension or that dimension. Or that they're trickling down information from other beings of light from this 
like the 20th or the 30th dimension or what have you. Whether or not that's correct is not for you to decide whether or not they're telling the truth or they are in their own subconscious minds. Right now, that's not for you to decide. Take what resonates and leave the rest. It might resonate for you even if it's not true. Because it might resonate with something that you also thought. At this time, people are trying to navigate their abilities to telepath and use their psychic powers. People are trying to use their clairs, the sentience and the audience and the olfactory senses. All the clair senses or clairsentience. All the people are trying to use these powers and it takes a minute for them to come online by minute. It could, what we mean is it could take a year, could take longer, depends on the person, does not depend on the diet, depends on the level and ability to concentrate. It depends on whether or not your chakras are clear, depends on whether or not your aura is clear and depends on your ability to let go of all your attachments, your entity attachments. You have to learn how to relax and let go of anything that might be holding you back spiritually. This is the name of the game, spirituality. So we would gently ask you to steer clear of anybody who acts like they have all the answers here in the 3D world you know, or all the people who say it's not real because the Bible says it's so, or the Bible doesn't mention it. It's not up to you to decide if it's in the Bible or not. It's not up to you to decide whether you believe other people or not. It is up to you to decide to learn how to concentrate, learn how to be there for you, learn how to show up for yourself every day and learn how to clear your energy and learn how to connect with your higher guidance, your higher spiritual team. It's now up to you to learn about the ascension symptoms and see if indeed you're having them. Not because we want you to wallow in the pain of that or to get other people to feel sorry for you. No, no, no. It's just a way for you to connect what's really happening with you with what your body is experiencing and what your mind is experiencing. This is a very rough patch, a particularly rough patch in the world of humanity today. So we are here to offer our love and our support and our expertise because we've been through this before. We ask that you constantly check in with yourself to find out if what you're saying or thinking or feeling is real and is the information correct and sustainable to your life. Many of you are getting strange requests like maybe you have to burn cherry incense at midnight. We will never ask you to do that. 
And people who are spiritual masters would never ask you to do that. So please be leery of these kind of odd requests. If you hear some things that are kind of oddball, then these are entities are trying to hitch on to you for the ride. You need to let them go. You need to do this journey on your own. Even if you're in a relationship, you need to separate yourself from them emotionally and spiritually in the hours of your meditation and in the hours of your deep contemplation. If they are on the same wavelength as you, they will automatically understand what's happening. We see many couples at this time are beginning to meditate separately in separate rooms. Some of you don't even know that your partner is meditating. You assume that you're the only one enlightened in the couple and the other one isn't doing anything. But we're here to tell you that it does. It, it does happen that you might both be meditating at the same time in separate rooms, even if you don't talk about it. And it does happen that your spouse might be not meditating and not going through a spiritual awakening like yours. Maybe theirs is different. Maybe a different journey or different path. Some of you will be moving to other countries soon. Some of you will be moving to new jobs or new relationships soon. Some of you will be moving to a different house in the same town where you live. Some of you have already made the big changes that you needed to. Some of you already feel a million times better because you followed your heart and your soul and you just put your mental body aside for the moment and did not think about what your brain wanted, but rather thought about what your heart and your gut was telling you. We are always happy to connect with each and every one of you. We are so grateful that you are welcoming us with open arms and we are hoping that sooner rather than later is when all the disclosures will come. At least the disclosures from our end. Many of your scientists have talked about coming in contact with ET beings or alien technology that they didn't really understand, didn't know where it came from. A lot of people have been experiencing awakenings via ET. We call them extraterrestrial awakenings. A lot of the extraterrestrials who are helping you and surrounding your planet are actually experiencing new, newly found awakenings themselves because you are basically um, sparking their greater ascension vibrations as well as your own. I'm seeing something. I'm starting to fade. Uh, Michael Sharon, please help me because I have 
I feel like I'm getting ready to be kicked out of my body. I was wide awake a few minutes ago. Okay, he just gave me a... (laughs) I want to call it a hypo spray, like on Star Trek, like to my forehead. He gave me a shot of energy to my third eye. I'm still having a hard time keeping my eyes open, guys. He just gave me a tone to tonate with him, as well as this energy. Who is this powerful energy? So um, he's giving me energy to my third eye, but he's also trying to smooth it over um, in my aura that I may receive the energy without being knocked out of my body. trying to wake up I'm like opening my eyes and closing them rapidly in my hands doing a lot of things here to stay awake Woo! a lot more cosmic radiation coming our way he says yes and you're going to notice soon that as the Pleiadians gather around the world we have been beaming more and more energy more and more light We have been sending much needed support Okay, um All right, this energy is very strong. Is there anything else you want to add to this stuff? The Galactic Council of Light, as well as the Galactic Federation, are very pleased with the idea of announcing your planet full force in the what? I'm like not hearing this. They're sending me images and numbers. Oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I think he's giving me light codes. <sighs> this is weird. I feel like I'm breathing numbers and letters and symbols out. And suddenly tinnitus in my left ear. Oh, so strange. It feels like maybe two hours went by and it was only two minutes when I looked at the clock. Oh, that's so strange. My perception of time right now is extremely off. He says that's part of your multidimensionality talking and taking place and taking over. Many of you are going to experience more timeline hopping and timeline anomalies things will appear out of place in your surroundings from what you remembered and then a few minutes later they might get back to what you remembered and things are going to start appearing fluid even though they were solid before you'll still be able to touch them as if they're solid but you'll start to question your 
sanity as well as your eyesight. So we want you to be made aware that nothing will be the same once you enter fully into the higher realms. Okay. He's saying to be cinnamon. He's saying cinnamon is good for. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, I lost the transmission there for a minute. My friend is trying to telepath with me. That was so strange. I feel drunk on this energy. It's crazy. And only a minute has gone by again. It feels like 10 minutes went by. All right. So. So without that, now what? Okay. Many of you, when you're traveling in your vehicles, will feel that you're arriving before your car does or that your car arrives before you do. Or you'll feel very spacious and you'll feel like your energy fills up every molecule in your whole car. And you feel strange. Your limbs might feel rubbery. It might be hard to move around. A lot of you are having extra water weight that accumulates in your hands and feet. So your hands and feet have been very... Um, He's seen joined in stiffness. That's not what he think he meant. But a lot of your hands and feet are feeling what might be considered to be arthritis, whether or not you actually have arthritis or not. You're going to go through some pains. We like to affectionately call these growing pains. So... Okay, wow. He said, I have just sent you all a big burst of white light. He did, he did. Boy, I hope you felt it. Ooh, my third eye is extremely hot right now. And my crown chakra. He says, if you'd like to speak a little bit of light language, we might be able to get our messages across a little faster now. It is necessary at this time for all of you to be more receptive and open-minded and allow us in to help you with this ascension. This is not an ego thing, even though a couple of you have mentioned publicly that we are out for our own ego. And what is that but that person's ego saying that? Because they want to stay in charge. We're not here to take charge of anybody. We are here to simply be. And our vibration will help your vibration to raise. And we know what it's like to be... Now you saying like energetically homeless. That's weird. Basically not having a docking port or docking station for your energy. (laughs) Your peaceful energy. 
in other words he knows that a lot of energy is like being burst into us like it's like coming through so deep and it's like fireworks he's showing me like fireworks going off inside us and as it's going off inside us a lot of us don't know how to handle it and like we might snap at our mothers or (laughs) or um like refuse to clean up for a week or two in our homes because we're overwhelmed or I know you want me to say that. Well, that sounds so stereotypical. I don't think I'm hearing you right. He's like, never mind. Bad. It was a bad example. I'm sorry. He, I think you just got something from my subconscious mind. It, it was an image of a 1950s housewife. I think it was Samantha Stevens and Darren um, meeting her, meeting up with her after she's purchased the groceries. It was like a really weird fleeting image and that came to mind and it was like, what? (laughs) What the hell is happening right now? So, he was trying to explain the docking station thing and he got that jumbled up, or I got jumbled up with my, some weird subconscious stuff, clutter that needed to be cleared out. Okay. Now my eyes feel like they're burning right now, just out of sheer dryness. Um, and I'm like concentrating, trying to keep them open, but I need them closed to concentrate. But if I close them and concentrate, I'm afraid I'm gonna be kicked out the cosmic nap energy. So, (laughs) all right. Okay, Michael, continue, please. Many of you will be looking for what we kind of lovingly call a docking station, meaning you pull in all this energy and you want to get rid of it right away because you can't handle the energy. The light and the love is so strong at this time. And the only thing that we could say is that if you must dock into something to dissipate some of the energy, please do it with the earth. Put your feet on the ground and allow some of the energy flow out through you into the ground. And allow those of you with witchcraft, you can use your craft to dissipate some of the energy. Put it into your magical circles. And it seems like there was going to be something else. He says, no, that's it pretty much. Just know that you don't need to dock into another person. You don't need to spew the energy towards anybody. You don't need to put the energy into uh, your animals if you have pets. A lot of you use your pets to ground. This is something different. You have your extra big, huge energy inside of you. The only way to dissipate it is through meditation or through you're saying your ascension partners can help you with the energy but he's saying through your from the top of your head through your feet he's saying to breathe deeply three times and as you are outside barefoot if you're able to do that at this time you will feel 
free and happy and also healthy. So, he says at this time we'd like to close out the transmission as we do see this vessel, meaning me, Elena, (laughs) is getting very, very sleepy under the weight of the cosmic energy and pressure. We are sending extra love and light at this time in addition to what's normally coming. We are doing this to accelerate your move faster because it's time we're on the precipice of go, go, go. Anything else? It sounded like I was going to channel the, um, all of his energy, including his boots. That's what he showed me, his weird image of his boots. What do you mean by that? What is that symbol of? Oh, he says it's not, um, he just realized that we might have bad connotations of boots. He's saying when he sends an image of boots or shoes, it's simply a message to continue moving forward, walking step by step, walking into your future, walking into your path. Yeah, that was like weird. I was like, what the hell? That's like, what? He's like, yeah, it's much more innocent than some people take it. So it's a symbol for us. Even for us at bare feet, not even in shoes, could be a symbol for us. Because we take all of our spirituality extremely seriously. So, all right, he wants me to do a little bit of light language. All right, I'm going to try to sit up and receive it and see what we say. So, I don't know what kind of light language this is, but we'll see what happens. Ki asha, ki asha, ki asha. Linkura shatadaba, linkura shatadaba, linkura shatadaba. These are words that I gave you guys before. Ki asha helps you open your third eye. Linkura shatadaba opens you up with the thing you desire at the moment, connects you to your higher self and then connect you to that thing. Okay. Here we go. Pluarasa. Okay. Pluarasa. Pluarasa. Pushkiniskinana. Right? Okay. I'm 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 like so rusty at this. Okay. Purishkilasha Inkulantanida Ayashuala Santa Aikanawa Aikanoa la Sanati Ushala Punta Ala Kuntu Alashun Wala Tunta Wala Tinta Wala Tunta Wala Tinta Ayawashakala Santa Ayawatusha Ayakanu Kala Ayakanushkala Ayatulin Sinti Unchalaka Pusiti Galapusha Ayakalasa Puntiala Kadudi Acha Ayakatanta 
uchi kala sentinti ala kutula mushala katisa la rabunda aya kutila ratisinda aya shola katila la rabudi icha la rabu aya kala rabudi chichi ai sabatatapu hu hu sala katinta ala tikula rabudi uncha aya sala kantunta aya latakatunta tanta tutubunda u shala kuncha ashalaka uncha andala ala kutinda ala kutunda aya shabunda la kenzira padumadid bun kachila wadata Haya chapula tindula kandi ingeta ocha Haya wala latindi Haya wala tatatindi Haya wala tatatindi Haya wala tatatindi Chungkala sinda andarumunda Chungkala tunda ayla kabunda Huncha anta uncha anta Ula tatindi tabunda Ayla kontinensa sinda tabun Ha 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 hu All right. Now I feel like clearer. Now I don't feel like a cosmic nap is coming anymore. <laughs> It only seems like I was doing that for 10 minutes, apparently only like 3 or 4. Ooh, okay, Michael. He says I, like I kept trying to think I was going to control all the words and it wasn't coming through and clear many of the words were repetition but one of the words that I kept trying to say the word halo I kept feeling the word halo 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 in English while I was saying halakachunta maybe halakachunta halakachunta something like that I don't know I'm feeling it but I don't know if I'm saying it right again but that means um like towards the end there was like I said it four times it means like a halo 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 like we can take the energy into the halos above our head crown chakra and what will happen is it will dissipate through our body as we process it if you start to do light language just allow your body to flow open your mouth and just say whatever it might sound like gibberish might sound like bs to you but when you start to do this you freak a different part of your brain up and the energy will flow through you and when that happens there is no right or wrong word in the light language even though many of the words are ancient ancient for your world ancient for the pleiadians world ancient for other worlds as well the light language that is meant to you that is attracted to you that is energetically a match for you will flow through your body when you are in need of it at the end when i said ha ha that brings the energy from the halo down through your body and when i said who that pulls it all the way through down through your feet and grounds the energy not only in you but in to the ground and the earth and it helps the earth it helps us all 
rays together in vibration so the energy goes flows through the through us through our bodies out our feet into mother earth gaia and he's saying that is correct that's what i felt so i'm telling you guys what i felt and now michael what do you want to say about that we got a few minutes left here <laughs> yes indeed you got it right the uh, planetary spirit the body of gaia is going through massive changes right now and gaia herself energetically could do this all without all of you but if you give her your energy you are helping her but we don't want you to go give all your energy to her in detriment of yourself so don't think about it either way if it's going to flow naturally to help her it will it's because we want you to connect with what is correct for you not what you think is correct for you again with the don't worry about other people's opinions go with your own flow because everybody's going to have a little bit different everyone is a unique individual everybody has a little bit of a facet they're like a little bit uh, different because we're all facets on a diamond and we all are shaped different we all have a different perspective we can see things that other facets don't and we know for ourselves what is right so listen to your higher guidance listen to your heart your mind your gut instinct listen to these things profusely at this time we're saying what else he's saying something about cushions but i want to understand this oh don't worry because you're not sitting alone on cement here. Imagine you're sitting on a couch that's very comfortable and you have cushions and you're so stiff. A lot of you are so scared and so stiff. All you need to do is relax, let go, release, and lean back just a little bit to see that there are cushions behind you, the pillows, the cushions that support you and give you softness and love and light. And what we mean by this, it's a metaphor for us, your ascension partners. We are your cushions, we are your help, and we are your softness that will help you to get where you need to be energetically and spiritually during this not only the crisis that's going on globally and the uprising and the social injustice that is now being rectified and fixed globally but also for the spiritual ascension which is really and truly the front and center main event and you should be focusing on that when your spirit tells you it's time to focus on that but in your meditations, imagine that we are with you. Ask us to be with you. Ask your holy guardian angel and your spirit guides to be with you. Ask for legions of angels to be sent with you and allow them to stand behind you, sit behind you, lean back into that beautiful energy of surrounding, the, the energy of surrounding you with love and support because you don't need to do this alone you're not really in this alone because millions of people around your planet right now are going through the same thing 
You are all rising together. Link your hearts together. Imagine lights in all of your hearts. And imagine they all just link up together like a network. You're going to help each other along at this time. You're going to go faster than you ever have before. The acceleration is at hand. Everything is moving forward. We are so grateful and pleased to be able to work with you. We send you our love and unconditional positive regards. That's a word that many of you have, or words or phrases that you've said before. If it rings true and feels right for you, you may start to say it as well. But again, we ask gently, don't be a lemming. If one person uh, goes one path, you don't have to go that path because your path is always going to be slightly different. So don't worry. Don't worry at all at this time. Just go with the flow and all will be well. We love you very much. We are the Pleiadians. I am Ashtar Shirhan, and it is a pleasure to serve you. We bow humbly before the God in you and serve you with the God in us. Namaste. Peace. Be at peace. And go with God. And go at light speed. Because that's indeed what you are. You are light. And we are here. Let's move forward together. Now he just sent me pictures of shoes with wings on them. White wings on tennis shoes. Cute image. Thank you, Michael. All right, well, there you guys have it. There it is. That's a channeling for tonight. I love each and every one of you as well. Thank you for showing your confidence and faith in me by tuning in every night and by giving this information of my show to other people around you that are awakening, awakening and spiritually thirsty. Allow Metaphysical Soul Speak the podcast to be their drink of choice. <laughs> spiritually and energetically think, thinking or speaking of course Ugh, now I'm tongue tied after all that language Woo -wee. it did actually clear out the energy it helped me channel it faster and I did not pop out of my body I thought for sure I was for a minute anyway um, well there you have it I will be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming just like always but for now I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.